T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, you're listening to KLT. KILT HD2 and Odyssey Station. Let's do the 8 at 8 o'clock. One. Uh, the Texans have their Saturday opponent. It is the Baltimore Ravens by virtue of the Bills beating the Steelers yesterday. We won't go through what the ripple effects were and whatnot. Just know that the Texans are playing the Baltimore Ravens on Saturday. It'll be the earliest of the games. So for the third straight week, the Texans are playing on a Saturday. I guess that's kind of nice. You can stay in a bit of a routine, right, Seth? Like they've gotten used to this. Tuesday being Wednesday kind of thing now yeah. for the third straight week. Yeah. And that well, the only thing is I would say if they played on Sunday, that would be even one extra day for the Ravens. Well, that'll to be next theoretically. week. Theoretically. Well, for the Ravens to theoretically get rusty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Even rustier than they already are. Yeah. That whole, the whole yeah. rest versus rust debate. Uh, people ask my opinion, like, well, what do you think? Should people rest or should they, should they stay fresh? I have zero clue, and I think it's kind of like starting a rookie quarterback. Dude, there, there is no hard set it's answer. It's a coin flip. It's like, a, and it depends on like how that coach reads that situation. Yeah. It's just for I, I would say if you're a team that's super banged up, then you probably got to err on the side of resting. And if you're a team where all cylinders are firing, just try to stay sharp. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if it matters for this Ravens team necessarily. Remember, it's not like. I don't want to diminish how hard it is to throw to tight ends or anything, but this passing attack is very heavily weighted towards the tight ends. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is their second leading receiver with 550 yards receiving. And then it's Andrews and likely um, as two of the top four receivers. Like it's, so it's, it's, it's a evenly balanced rushing and passing attack. And it's not like high flying precision necessarily. So getting the ball to the big dudes um, and using play action for your receivers and everything. I don't, I don't think they're going to be all that rusty. I think they can go out there and the, like, that's not going to be a factor for the Ravens. I think it's really cool that the four teams left in the AFC are Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas city, and Houston. And our quarterback is viewed as being able to stand in with any of those other three guys. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes, by any measurement, are viewed as three of the top four or five quarterbacks in the NFL. And nobody is sitting here saying, well, I mean, the Texans are a nine and a half point underdog to the Baltimore Ravens, and it ain't because of the quarterback. You know? Right. Yeah. I would, but I would say the passing game, though, is certainly questionable versus that. Like, I, I feel like the quarterback 
I'm not putting CJ in that same ca- I'm putting CJ in a very high category as rookie quarterbacks go, but I wouldn't put him in that category of those quarterbacks. No, but nobody's saying that like they're way like in total totally inferior quarterback. Like I think a lot of people are saying these are the four best quarterbacks in the AFC this year. That are healthy. That are healthy. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. You can say what you want about Burrow or whatever. Like yeah. I, but it's uh I and I'm not even saying for Saturday that's a cool angle. I'm yeah. just saying like for the future of the team. I have to yeah, yeah. Honestly, there's a part of me that wants to pump the brakes a little bit and and I think CJ might say this himself. CJ said this in the press conference the other day. Like he's still a rookie. Like he's having a very, very good year as a rookie goes, but in terms of scoring offense and everything, it's not like this offense is anywhere near where it needs to be for him to be continually looked at as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think a lot of that has to do with the people around him. Um, but it was a mediocre offense. So it's like, I guess I just don't put him quite in that same category as those guys yet. Two. Um, the playoffs yesterday, two Monday games yesterday because of the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game getting delayed to Monday afternoon. Buffalo beats Pittsburgh 31-17. Boy, you're right. There were not a lot of good games this weekend. The Lions <laughs> and the the Lions and the Rams were the only game that was really close all weekend. And, of course, that was on Sunday night, so I had to go to bed. 32-9, to the Buccaneers beat the Eagles yesterday. Um, did you like having two games on Monday? Did you like two games each day? Because it would have been one, it would have been two, three, one yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But because of the weather up north, it was two each day. Yeah, I don't think if it weren't Martin Luther King Day, I think people would have really despised it. But a lot of people, but he, like still, most people. But it's going to fall yesterday. on Martin Luther King Day uh, every year. It would seem. Like. Yeah, I, but most people are still working on Martin. Like, okay, federal. It was great for federal employees and teachers. I'm saying, did you like it? Uh, so my answer is I liked it because I have a work schedule where I was able to watch in the yeah. afternoon. I think most people um, probably didn't like it all that yeah, much. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a Monday afternoon game. I liked um, it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like you've got a work schedule. It's a I little liked bit it different. a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. So basically, we're not... We're not C shift workers, but we're kind of like combo C and A shift workers. So, but any like uh, anybody that doesn't work normal business hours, um, probably liked it, or people that it had off because of the federal. Yeah, holiday. I want. I'm just. I bring it up. I'm Bank curious. Employees. Yeah, I'm curious. Right, right. Federal employees. I'm. I'm just curious what the numbers were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be anxious to see that. Like what the viewership was compared to if that game had been on the early window on on Sunday. But the only one of the division winners. It didn't win this weekend, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they're the only ones that didn't hold up the bargain for the top seeds. Was the Dallas Cowboys? Was they? Uh, did did every home team win? Yes. Yeah. Every except for except for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. That's what Michael Irvin had an issue with. Is that everybody else? <laughs> he had a rant on Monday morning or Sunday night, yeah. um, where he talked about how he'd watched every team defend their home turf except for one. Right. The Dallas Cowboys. Correct. And uh, it turned out to be that way for the weekend. He was angry. Three. Uh, interviews yesterday for big-name head coaches. Jim Harbaugh interviewed with the Los Angeles Chargers. Bill Belichick interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. Which one do you think has a better chance of winding up with the teams they interviewed with yesterday? I guess the one thing is this might – I mean, Jim Harbaugh's already squeezed a little bit more money out of the out of Michigan already, right? The last time he interviewed with uh, – he went to Minnesota. Probably, that always ha- I don't know if they even classified the it as Minnesota or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause the chargers have not been known to really want to splurge a lot on coaches salaries. I don't know if Harbaugh, like who had a bad experience with Jed York, who at the time, like was still kind of a, I don't know if 
Harbaugh's had bad experiences, or at least like has not gotten along with owners in the NFL before. Just once with Jed York, and I wonder if he looks at the Spanos family as like I don't want to get involved with this again. Um, I'm going to say Belichick's a better chance of ending up with the to wind up with the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Except that I I think he would prefer to go to a place that already has a quarterback, and then he can have, bring Josh McDaniels in. And so I, I don't I can't imagine that he thinks Desmond Ritter is the the guy to get him past Don Shula no, this season? I don't no, know. I wonder, but I wonder if they draft one of those. I think they're drafting like middle, like, you know, back end of the top 10 or, you know, like 10 or 15. They draft like Penix or something. Like, I, yeah, if, I don't you know. think Belichick's a little peeved that the Chargers aren't interviewing him, that they're choosing Jim Harbaugh over him initially at to least? To be, to, for their first interview? Yeah. He can only be in so many places at once, though. I yeah, suppose. I know, but I don't know. Like, they haven't linked, they, if they really linked Belichick, I mean, it was I on the no odds. Idea. Or, I have no idea what to think Belichick thinks about a job search. He's been in the same job for 20 years. I told you, some of the, I saw a couple of the articles I read, they weren't even framing it like it was an interview. Yeah. They were more framing it like it was him and Arthur Blank getting together to trade notes because. Because, you know, apparently it's beneath Bel- Bel- Bill Belichick the to interview or something. He's yeah. doing them the honor. Four. Um, apparently, Max Crosby, if the Raiders, Max Crosby, all-pro defensive end for the Raiders, great player. Big fan of Antonio Pierce, the interim coach, Seth, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Did a good job, went five and four down the stretch as the, head, as the interim head coach. Um, Max Crosby has endorsed Antonio Pierce as the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. He wants them to just promote him to the full-time role, take the interim tag off, as they say. Um, Max Crosby is expected to explore a trade request if the Raiders opt to hire someone other than Pierce. He pulled a Rudy? Oh, my gosh, Max Crosby. Max Crosby is Put his jersey on Mark Davis's desk and said, for Antonio. He's a little much, Max Crosby. I I didn't enjoy the – the hit Netflix documentary quarterback where they had both uh, Pat Mahomes mic'd up tormenting Max, Max Crosby was tormenting Mahomes but then every single time would do the oh oh I'm sorry I didn't realize I hit you in the head oh gosh I would never Pat I own it Max Crosby you want to be the villain you want to be a raider freaking he, he own hit, it he hit me right he hit me right in the head yeah I hated both those guys in me. that uh, the Netflix documentary quarterback made me despise both Pat Mahomes and uh, and Max Crosby. Well, you've got to love him digging his heels in now and saying he'll explore a trade request that they don't hire his guy then. Yeah. Max Crosby. That's uh, yeah, uh, All right. <laughs> Did he actually say that or is that the rumor? NFL media reports that Crosby is expected to explore a trade request if the Raiders opt to hire someone other than Pierce. Huh. Part of a larger report that Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh's potential return um, to the NFL is causing the Raiders to continue to weigh him as a possible option. Harbaugh. Do we expect Max Crosby to issue an angry denial? Kind of like, uh, who's the quarterback that was just rumored to have not wanted to? Oh, the Steelers, uh, Kenny Pickett, remember, had to give the oh, angry yeah, denial. That yeah, he, uh, that there was he, a report that he wasn't, didn't want to dress. Totally this, cool. This feels a, a little bit like that. Yep. I feel like there might be some truth to it, but I wonder if, um, I wonder if two reports got conflated where like maybe max crosby wants antonio pierce but maybe he also is exploring a trade option regardless who knows maybe five um the rockets lose yesterday an mlk day afternoon game in philadelphia to the sixers 124 to 115 and this game was not as close as the final score would indicate the rockets at one point in the first half trailed 65 to 38 in this game they got off to a ridiculously sloppy start in this game alperin shengun who we've talked about as being an all-star candidate all season long, five turnovers, five turnovers in the first seven minutes 
for Shangun yesterday. This is just a game that was never really close. Jalen Green had 20 points. Yeah, he sure did. That's I saw good, right? Isn't that good? I saw a lot of tweets about <laughs> Jalen Green. Figgy, where are you on Jalen Green? Uh, he ain't it, man. No, I don't oh, think so. Man. He ain't it, man. Yeah. I honestly, like Jalen Green, there's a part of you, just it's hard, it's hard to separate his interviews from his performances, plays, where you just, I, I don't know if this kid just gets it. Like, how, where could he be if he just, I had like any level of urgency to him whatsoever in so life. so many times I, where I, yeah. he's, he's got the ball in his hands and I'm watching, I'm going, he's going to turn this over right yeah. now. And he dribbles into traffic and passes. I've never seen anybody have more passes deflected, like hands in the passing lane, than Jalen Green, man. So anyways, Rockets are one and four on this road trip. The big story, they fall to below 500 um, for the first time in seven weeks. They're below 500. So they've been playing winning basketball for most of the year. Um, but not anymore. This road trip has been really, really bad. No, but our standards, I, I feel good that this is where you have to appreciate and acknowledge that, okay, the standards have changed. It was, uh, yeah. you know, like it, it went from like, gosh, can this. they win more than 20 games yeah. to, all right, oh, crap, the crap. They're, they're, they're below 500. Absolutely. Uh, Six. Um, Dusty Baker is back in baseball. Bob Nightingale, USA Today. Maybe a little hyperbole here. This is Bob Nightingale tweeting. The San Francisco Giants make one of the greatest free agent signings of the winter. Uh, Future. Uh, Bob Nightingale. Uh, Bob Nightingale. Future Hall of Fame manager Dusty Baker was hired as a special assistant to work with Farhan Zaidi in baseball operations for the San Francisco Giants while also assisting President Larry Bear on the ownership side. It sounds like to me, like, honestly, it sounds like to me, Dusty Baker's role is well. The owner part feels a little Bagwellish, like that he's like a special assistant to the owner. Uh-huh. I, you know, like I don't know oh, that yeah. they're letting Bagwell. I guess they're letting Bagwell near the baseball operation side. Hell, they let him make a few signings last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, yeah, like a special assistant. This is what this sounds like in San Francisco for Dusty Baker. A special assistant to me sounds just like uh, somebody you can have near you that's like a, 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 a wise voice bounce some ideas Somebody, especially of with an older guy that's got perspective on things that can sometimes be like well just hold on a second like when everything uh, when there's a narrative being written or there's a fever pitch of sentiment sometimes you need an older guy to just sit back and especially like dusty's not gonna have to be speaking to chandler rome every day or anything or reading bloggers about himself like he can just kind of sit there and take it all in and give some perspective on things he's a, a wise elder voice yeah that's where I feel like you and I need to hire as a wise. A wise need, elder yeah, voice? get Rich Lord in here to just sit in the corner reading a paper and every now and then poke his head over okay. the paper with like hey, his did reading you glasses. Guys here, <laughs> like, just, like lower his reading glasses as he peers over his paper to give us a look. That's a, that's our Dusty Baker Rich Lord designation. That would basically be like my show was when Rich was on with us. Rich, hey, with, did you guys hear? Rich with the newspaper out. Pushing his glasses down to the front of his nose like a librarian. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. Sean, Ted, they're recidivists. <laughs> I love Rich. Who did he think was a recidivist? Seven. Oh, he brought up how all the time. That's why he and Ted got along so well. Oh. Uh, that the Patriots were recidivists oh, no. when it came to violating oh, league oh. rules. Hey, guys, Teddy J here. Right. <laughs> they managed to put their weapons down from time to time. <laughs> 
<laughs> so was, I like that. That was a tense room at times. <laughs> I like this role for Dusty Baker. Have they signed Maldonado yet? Or no, Maldonado already signed. Maldonado's so with the White be. Sox. Yeah, so we're yeah, he's like with the White Sox. But you know Dusty's exploring a trade for yeah, Maldi yeah. as we speak. Seven. Hey, by the way, speaking of the Astros, season win totals are out for MLB. What do, you think, what do you think a season win total for the Astros is, Seth, in Vegas? Let's see. Uh, let's see. They're still top three in the World Series. Uh, yeah, they won 90 last year. Getting some pitching back that we all love to forget about. Yep. Because it, fe- it seemed like it all, the, the, the pitching situation from the preseason last year seems like a fever dream at this point. Yep. But let's see. There is no World Baseball Classic, correct? There is no World Baseball Classic and yeah. presumably a healthy Jose Abreu. Boy, Remember we- he had a back injury we didn't know about all yeah. year? Yeah. So uh, no World Baseball Classic is good for five and a half extra wins. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I'll say 95 wins. 92 and a half. Okay. It's the fourth highest, though. The Dodgers are in Atlanta are way out in front of everybody. The Dodgers 103.5, Atlanta 101.5. Yeah. Both in the National League. The Yankees, 93 and a half. The Astros, 92 and a half. The Rangers, defending world champs, 89 and a half wins. That's too bad. The Texas Rangers, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's a lack of respect. I actually do, uh, yeah, I don't like the Astros necessarily having a, um, uh, or is, I don't like the Rangers having a chip on I'm the going shoulder. under on 92 and a half. Yeah. I went under last year on 94 and a half for the Astros, and I won. I didn't bet it, but I would have won if I'd bet it. Um, I'm going under until because those pitchers you're talking about yeah. aren't coming back till the middle of the season. Yeah. Probably. Oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, what about the Mariners? Where are they? Good question. I don't have the whole list. I was just, I mean, the, just think about the division right now and yeah. where they are. Like that's a, it's a, I it's guess mid eighties. Yeah, it's a different AL West than it, it was. It is a was. very different yeah. AL West for sure. Eight. Last Except one here. The A's. You know who's a? You know who's about to become a free agent according to the New York Post? Ian Rapoport. Ian Rapoport, uh, newsbreaker extraordinaire for the NFL Network, is about to become a. Uh, Free agent. He and, he and Shefty are the two big ones, right? Yeah, I wonder where – this is an interesting one because Schefter, Schefter's a self-made man, yeah. even though he annoys me. Like, all these nugget hussies annoy me because I feel like they are just little hussies. He's, with he's a agents. good networker. Yeah, but he's a very good networker. Whereas Ian Rappaport, um, I, think the, I think a lot of people feel, uh, and it certainly seems this way, that he gets fed a lot of information because he works for the man. So, like, I like does where does how is he when he's out there twisting in the wind without Big Daddy uh, NFL big, corporate big football feeding, without feeding big, him the info without big football behind him? Yeah, big, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good question. Well, what makes this interesting? Probably like a deeper story than the time we have. Is it ESPN? Is apparently the NFL is getting ready to, um, reportedly buy into. Uh, ESPN actually own part of Disney. Yeah, 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 or vice versa. I can't. Yeah, the NFL. That means Disney at, itself, though. Or are they going to like? Uh, is is like Disney buy a chunk of ESPN and they and they would they would bring everything under one umbrella, like all the NFL Network people and all the ESPN people living under one big oh really? umbrella. Yeah, apparently they're in some pretty advanced talks to do that. I don't want to get too down into the weeds of this. So all this, uh, do you know? Do you know? Does that mean that ESPN would split from Disney partly, or uh, like the football side of it would, or something? an equity stake for the NFL? Okay. So I don't know if it means Disney. Disney's out or not, just an equity Roger stake. Goodell and Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Who would yeah. have ever thought it? Yep. I want to see Roger Goodell dressed up like a mermaid or I'm boycotting <laughs> yes. the NFL. Or a pirate. Yeah. Like Captain Hook. All right, so that's your eight at eight o'clock. All right, so the Texans are on to the divisional round for the first time since uh, 2019. For the fifth time in the history of their squad, is this version of the Texans the best equipped one to go pull off a road upset in the division round. We will dissect next. Call from mom. Answer it. 
Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I know our guys in this moment, second round, you talk about experience, rookies. For us and for me and my message with our guys, it's, it's ball. Like, no matter who we play against, it doesn't matter if you're a rookie, if you're an experienced vet, all of that doesn't matter. It's about guys executing, playing together, playing fast, playing relentless. That doesn't change no matter where you play, no matter where you're home or away. It doesn't matter. It's about playing team football, playing complementary football. If we do that the right way, experience, inexperience, it doesn't matter. All right, so very, very few of these Houston Texans have played in the postseason before. Well, they've all played in it now after last week, but coming into Coming into this postseason, it's there's there's not a ton of experience on this team. They've got a win under their belt. They're on to the divisional round. This is the fourth, or I'm sorry, the fifth time that the Texans will be playing in the divisional round of the playoffs. They've been big underdogs the previous four times. They're a nine-and-a-half-point underdog this time around. So not a ton of belief out there in the marketplace that the Houston Texans can pull this off and beat the Baltimore Ravens. That said, is this the best equipped, the best we felt about a Texans team? And I've got the four games in front of me here, Seth, if we uh, need to go back for okay. purposes of reference. Yeah, give me the four games. So, so the, is this the best we felt about a matchup in the divisional round? The best Is this the best we felt about their chances to pull off the upset? Okay, gotcha. To win, to finally get to the AFC title game. 2011 against the Ravens. That was with T.J. Yates at quarterback. Right, 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 that right. That might still yet, be the most talented Texans team Aaron they've ever Foster had. Foster yeah. and Andre Johnson, the defense playing the way they were. Cushing was still that Cushing. Was, yeah, and that and remember, too, they stopped. Boy, go back to that game. It felt like they stopped running before they had to stop running. They tried to put it in. They tried to. I, I, I felt like I wonder, like, it turned out that Arian was injured afterwards. You found out, but man, it, it felt like they abandoned the run he too was early great in that, that game because they were yeah, against the defense that had not allowed rushing like that all season long. Yeah, um, yeah it might have been Arian Foster's injury in the fourth quarter that ended up doing him in there. But yeah. but going into it, 
I bet people felt pretty... I wasn't back here yet. I came back the next year. I'm guessing people felt pretty damn good just because of, like, the Team of Destiny vibe about everything. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, that was the year before the Ravens went on to win the Super Bowl. Flacco yeah. was still, you know, a young player at that right, point. Right, right. Um, Houston, the Texans were an eight-point underdog in that game, hmm. which is the smallest underdog in all these games that they that they will have been. Um, I feel... I, I, I'll be honest, like, I, that's 12 years ago. I think just purely based on on CJ, I think CJ Stroud's in a different strata, obviously, than TJ Yates was back then. And I think the other pieces on this team are pretty good. I feel probably a little better about this team's chances just based on being able to stand in toe to toe a little better. They, yeah. that, that 2011 Texans team was so good. I had a big, the, the thing about that too, because honestly, I'm trying to be honest with my emotions about it, looking at that game going into it. Um, there was so much about TJ Yates that felt like, wow, this guy is, this moment is not too big for him at all. He's just standing in there and, and, and dealing at times. I felt pretty confident about them. Like yeah. not that they would win a Super Bowl or anything, but like the, the entire team around TJ Yates was just clicking in a different way. So yeah. I probably felt better about them than I do this current he, team. He threw three picks that day. That was, yeah. the, that was the big issue. Um, 2012. That was the Texans team that started eleven and one. God, no. decided to wear Letterman's jackets to the Patriots game, and then went one and three down the stretch. Yeah, barely beat Cincinnati in the divisional round, and you could see the wheels starting to come off on Matt Schaub a little bit. They were running on fumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were nine and a half point underdogs to the Patriots. You could tell that the the thing about the Letterman jackets that sucks is that it's easy to go back and think that somehow that was like you know them getting too big for their britches or whatever. You could see it coming before that. They were not the same team um, heading in. They had already lost the game before the Patriots game, had they not? That wasn't the first of the. No, that Dallas. was the first. That loss. was the first of the. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the biggest thing about the team early that. Well, they had lost a game, but like as far yeah, they were eleven and one when they yeah, went to Foxborough. But right, yeah. no, but the skid at the end yeah, was with that. Yeah, that was that. the first of the skid. Um, the the thing about that team was that so much of it was built on an absurd number of turnovers created by the defense and like and just kind of overpowering teams with this slew of big plays that was when every that was when every defensive lineman had like 20 batted passes the jj swat era um and without that the offense started to show its blemishes so yeah we, people were not confident going into that divisional play dude i game. looked at the box scores for these games yeah. yesterday and the especially the two patriots games we'll get to the second one here in a second 2016 with brock osweiler the touchdowns that the Patriots scored were all Shane Vereen, Stephen Ridley, James White, mm -hmm. Deion Lewis, all these running backs that probably went on to get paid in other places because they did fun things for the Patriots. Um, yeah, it was just you look at the box where you're like, yeah, that's a loss to the Patriots, all right. Stephen Ridley getting two touchdowns, Shane Vereen beating a linebacker down the sideline or whatever the case may be. I'm with you. I feel better about this team than the 2012 team that ironically was 12 and four at the end of the season they had the best record of any texans team in the regular season in team history i, I don't think we need to spend much time on this one i feel way better about a team with D'Amico ryans and cj stroud than i do about one going up to new england as a 16 point underdog yeah with bill o'brien and brock osweiler they were plucky at least in that game they were it was close in the third quarter they kept it way closer than everybody thought and it if will been. fuller catches that deep ball then the calculus changes quite a bit in that game remember will fuller dropped a touchdown that's pass. right yeah like that ball. was the one yeah that was yeah tough. he certainly certainly did yep. early uh yeah i think it was, I, I think it was like 24 16 at the time or something okay. like that i think i don't i don't directly recall 
Um, so I feel better about this team than 2012. It wasn't, you know what? It wasn't the Will Fuller one. It was uh, to a tight end. You're thinking, first... of, you're thinking of 2012, James that Casey. That was 2012. Okay, gotcha. James Casey, right. first series of the game. Yep. Um, 2016, I feel better about this team. Do we feel better about this team than the team that went up and coughed up a 24 nothing lead in 2019 to the Kansas City Chiefs? Feel better about D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud and company going to Baltimore yeah. than we did about the Texans. Keep in mind, Texans a 10-point underdog going yeah. to Kansas City. They were a 10-point underdog in that game. Also keep in mind, though, that the Chiefs hadn't yet won a, world, uh, a, a Super Bowl. Um, That's right. And that year had gone like 1-3 against the AFC South when Pat Mahomes was banged up in the middle of the year. The Ravens were the team that two-thirds of the way through the season would never be beat again, and oh my gosh – it's ironic enough. Oh, uh, oh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are never going to be beat again. They're going to win every Super Bowl for the next nine years. You're, you, I mean, you're exaggerating a little, but not too much. I'm, I mean, not, I'm not. I feel like, honestly, I'm not yeah. exaggerating. No, there were there was discourse about that. Like, well, I don't know what people are going to do. They're never going to figure like, this out. This is like, yeah. how do you stop him? How do you stop he him? He was the MVP that Yeah, year. And, like yeah. The, and the Chiefs came back from double-digit deficits in every single one of the games. So, like, in being honest with yourself and going back into that Chiefs game, how did I feel about them at that moment, knowing the Chiefs hadn't become what they are now at all? Like, they hadn't shown any hints that that's who they were going to be. Well, you got to remember, you got to be honest with yourself. Mahomes, I'm going to go back and, I mean, they, they did make it. They were a D Ford offsides the year before, away from going to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they, you know, in 2018. I mean, yeah. they were a good team in 2018. But they weren't, the, but I, I think right now there's a tendency to think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, it was the Chiefs. Obviously, you're not going to sure. beat them. Sure. The Chiefs were not infallible they, yet they by any stretch of the year. imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't know how much confidence I had in O'Brien to get the job done up in Kansas City. I feel City. like you're trying to talk me into being confident about this game because I don't feel that confident about no. the Texans winning this game. I uh, the the versus the Ravens. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. That's not my purpose at all. I'm just trying to figure out: is this the best equipped they've been to go handle business in this? Environment? I would say no. I think there's maybe the second best. Um, because I like I remember it's not. This isn't a good offense. I don't. I I do feel like, and I would include national like commentators in on this as well. Like, yeah, this is awesome what the Texans have been able to accomplish this year, but there's still a they're not a finished product one bit. And I think no. C.J. Stroud would be the very first to tell you that. Like, yeah, like C.J. doesn't need to be in an all-pro conversation or something. He's just a rookie, and he's doing way better in the playoffs than almost every other rookie who's ever played so far. But they're not – they have not been a good offense this season. Um, so that's where I'm a little bit torn about it. I would say in 2011 – I thought they were more complete, and I wouldn't have liked CJ. I wouldn't have liked TJ Yates as much as you know. Obviously, I didn't think TJ Yates. I wasn't as optimistic about TJ Yates as I am about CJ Stroud for their future. But I think that was a better overall team. So I would say this is the second best I've felt. Out I'm of with those, you. You, you and I are in lockstep yeah. on this. I, I agree. That's a, I've, I've I've said it for 12 years now. The best Texans team that has existed is the 2011 Houston Texans. They're better than this team that that the Texans have right now. So I'm with you on that one. Just I mean, D'Amico Ryan's alone over the last couple teams that have been to the divisional round, for sure. By the way, back to the question we threw to the text page, naming a short-time Astro that you would buy drinks for based on big performances in the postseason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, We didn't get many good answers on here, mostly because people aren't good at following instructions. Someone said Randy Johnson. Like, yeah, (laughs) Randy Johnson, that was 1998. (laughs) What the hell's going on, man? 
So yeah, this current World Series era, or I guess this this current playoffs era from 2015 onwards. Through, so through the Randy Johnson, I would have allowed it if uh, if we were going back that far, but no. I had, this all was the genesis of this was my whole thing saying I'd buy a drink for Noah Brown. Yeah, because he's on IR now, but he made some big plays in the season. If the Texans go on to accomplish something big this year, yeah, I would buy a drink for Noah Brown if I saw him. The two that I came up with, Derek Fisher, who scored the winning run in the 13 to 12 game. Game five of the World Series. He would get a drink from me based on scoring that winning run. Okay. And Trey Mancini, who I know, as you pointed out to me during the break, sucked in the postseason that year. Yeah. But he snared that line drive after Yuli went out with an injury in the deciding game or in the clinching game of the You're doing a hand motion where you're you're going up and to the right. Well he went he was down, he was down yeah, and yeah, low. Was, okay. Yeah. Because it looks I, like on the YouTube I would be doing things. I would say down that's here. relevant and important because I feel like a, a lot of first basemen would have made that play. Yeah. It wasn't like he had but to he make did. an athletic lunge or something right. Uh I, Trey Mancini people are also very careful because he'd overcome a really drastic and scary yeah. health issue and concern. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I he also he does fit the one year category. You had mentioned Derek Fisher, but like I mean, Derek Fisher was here for a few years. But what was the Derek Fisher? Uh, he was. Well, I don't know if he was on the team. He might have only been on three the years. team for the. I know he's in the organization. Yeah. I I don't know how much he was with the big league club. Derek Fisher. You yeah. know, he was part of the organization. So I we'll we'll go back. But, and what about Derek Fisher though? What if I he's, mentioned? If I reminded you that they traded um, one of the guys that they traded him for was uh, Joe Biagini. Uh, he brought Joe Biagini into the organization. I don't put that on Derek Fisher. I don't put that on Derek Fisher. Boy, thanks for bringing <laughs> yeah. up Joe Biagini's name. He's, some, he's one I would buy. I'd buy a drink and dump it on J- J- Joe Biagini. He I'd played. buy a drink for Derek Fisher. <laughs> I'd buy a drink to dump it on Joe Biagini. Where you come out on Biagini, Figgy? I don't care. No. I, nah, I wouldn't even buy him a drink. No. Fisher was, uh, he, he played way more than you remember in uh, from 2017 through 2019. Oh, he did? Okay. Big, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Clearly. he doesn't necessarily meet the criteria, but no. I know what you mean. As I'd far s- as taking a meaningful role, yeah. I'd still buy him a drink for that run scored. I would say mine's Christian Vasquez. I would, I would oh, buy a drink for Christian Vasquez. That's a good. Okay, that's a good, that's, yeah. that's that. I think that fits what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like that's okay, he's part one. of a World he Series championship. No yeah, he, he caught the no hitter. Yeah, the committee no hitter. Yeah, yeah. he caught yep. that. So uh, that's a good one, Seth. Yeah. Good job by you. That Thank is you. a good one. And I didn't know that before I when I asked the question. It wasn't one of those things where I, no. I planted a question where I'm gonna have the the Christian Vasquez. Oh, I brought deal. it back up. So yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you. I don't think we've reveled in the Cowboys not making it to the divisional round enough. Oh, that's true. Um, I think we need to do that in the yeah. next segment. And there is a there's a song that dropped yesterday that just proves the internet is undefeated. We will have that for you next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I'm saying Jake Marisnik and Marwin Gonzalez, you're, these guys were on the They were regulars on the team. You're getting frustrated with the lack of ability of following. You know what? Okay, you know what? Okay, you're getting frustrated because I asked for a, I wanted a one season Astros signee from the World Series era. In the spirit of Noah Brown going on IR. That right? you would want to buy a drink for. And yeah. almost nobody <laughs> followed the criteria. Oh, oh. The, almost nobody Craig answered. Biggio. We yeah. got. <laughs> Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve. Yeah, Biggie's yeah. <laughs> in for Ben today. Uh, you know what's been annoying me lately was the um, when Brevin Jordan got a, a notice for a random drug test after his big time. Every time that a guy has a big game, <laughs> you were and hot on this. If there's earlier. a if there's a random drug notice, if people bring it up like it's like the NFL targeting them. And I think most of them are joking, but then there's like some people that are hardcore, like, hey, what the hell? Oh, NFL, every time. Like, no, it's not every time. It is like genuinely random. It's just they drug test a lot. You got a one in six chance in any given week of being drug tested. So, yeah, a lot of the guys that have big games are going to also get drug right. tested in every, any given week. Well, what you, there's no headline about the five other – out of the, the, the five other guys out of six that had big games but didn't get drug tested. They won 45 to 14. Yeah. Chances are, if someone's getting drug tested, they had a hell of a game that day. <laughs> Did anybody have a bad game for the Texans? Oh, yeah. One of the guys that had a big one is going to, yeah, like, like randomly, one of the random guys is going to be a guy who had a big game. Yeah, yeah. a big yeah. game when you win by 31 points. I just, I, I can never, it's one of those things like when people say the salary cap is a myth. I feel like some people are saying it as a joke, but then like 90% of the other people run with it and, and take it dead serious, and it drives me insane. It drives me insane because I see sports writers doing it, and they're ones who also write about analytics and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you liberal arts, non- what the hell are you doing? No. Okay. No, you're not allowed to write about analytics and then also think that a guy having a big game and then getting a drug test notice is somehow being targeted by the league. Would you like me to cleanse your frustration palate via song right now? Oh, yeah. A song like about the Dallas Cowboys yeah. and failing in the playoffs. This is... The video's even better because the dude singing it is hilarious. He's, like, in character and everything. He's got background singers singing with him. To the tune of The Longest Time by Billy Joel, here is a song, an homage to the horrible, horrible Dallas Cowboys. Daddy, how long has it been since the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Longest for the longest time. for the longest There's no Dallas Cowboy dancing signs. Are y'all still them boys after tonight? Green Bay destroyed you. No championship for you. That hasn't happened for the longest time. So much has happened since you won your last. Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, trash. Lost in the wild card. Green Bay just stood on your star. You haven't won it for the longest time. Maybe this won't. 
Inception Man, and that's all that he's known for. That was the end, and I yeah. wanted another verse of that so bad. They um, that was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, like uh, the stats just get more astounding every single year. Where now, like since 1996, the Cowboys have won four playoff games. Yeah, like four playoff wins since 1996. Um, they haven't been back to a conference championship game since they won their last Super Bowl. Uh, it's been. It's not like. Even with the Yankees, like sometimes we're reaching a little bit with the Yankees when we act like everything that they've ever done was in the past. Where like it hasn't been that long of a where for at the very least the Yankees have won playoff games. Um, oh, yeah. You know they haven't uh, like ALCS. Yeah, they haven't times. been to a World Series and they've won a World Series this century. Like yeah. whereas with the Cowboys, I mean it's been really really bad. They have been like to the heights of mediocrity. For a team that otherwise has had some really good regular season appearances, this is the first time a team's ever gone, had won 12 wins, uh, had 12 wins in a season three years in a row and not gone co- to a conference yeah, championship. Yeah, you got to fire Mike McCarthy just based on that. Like, especially when Mike McCarthy is becoming known as such, since his last, super, since his Super Bowl championship, he's been just abysmal and had some really, it's not just the losses, it's the embarrassing losses. Yeah. It's blowing, like, it's blowing championship games. It's taking these 12 and 4 seasons and doing absolutely nothing with them. Um, like, it's, the, he lost his fastball if he ever had one. Remember that when they won the, when they won that championship, they had a, like, a weirdly awesome run by the defense uh, in that playoffs, in a defense that had lost, like, six of their starters that year. Uh, like a guy that's basically known as perhaps, you know, and I think this is sometimes it's tough. Two things can be true. Maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't quite have that championship gene, but also it doesn't help that Mike McCarthy was his, uh, was his, yeah, like yeah. Aaron Rodgers to be as good as he was Coach and to only have that one Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. Like, I think a lot of Packer fans blame Mike McCarthy for that yeah. more than Rodgers. Am I petty that I was sitting and coming up with a list last night of former Texans that I'm glad are out of the playoffs while the Texans are still in the playoffs. Yeah, but it's okay to be petty. Yeah, you're just so embracing too. your human nature. Yeah, like, it'd be an affront to God if you didn't embrace that very part of you, which is most human. Right, and so I yeah. think Brandon Cooks, a, man, a God-fearing man, I, would understand that. Every time that I I'm sin, super happy. Every time I sin, I look at it as my uh, my basically demonstration to my appreciation. Uh, to God for me being human. Right. I'm right, like, look, right. I wouldn't be able to do this if I were some perfect creature. Exactly. I'm just a, hu- I'm just a human. Exactly. So I went back. So and, yeah, be petty. I went back and watched the video of Brandon Cooks in the locker room after the last game of last season, saying he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. Uh, I mean, he said, get my mind right. Yep. I mean, for me, I, my mind's not there. Uh, you know, rebuild, like I said, that window of uh, where your gifts are at its peak is, it, you know, only lasts for so long. So for me. Um, I, I'm not looking at it as far as you know being a part of a rebuild. However that looks, that's where I trust my camp um, and my representation to be able to get a map from here and you know to there to see what that looks like, uh, to be a part of something that's a trusted plan. Um, but I'm not going into this offseason uh, thinking like I want to be a part of another rebuild. Like Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
Did he really need a map to get from here to Dallas? Apparently. That's, uh, I mean, like, that's pretty it's basic, right? North. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it, is it that hard, Brandon yeah. Cooks? Yeah. You knew. Uh, the, the whole thing, too, is uh, the, the funny thing about Brandon Cooks is, like, I, I think the problem was maybe when he tried to orchestrate the move himself. He's been traded plenty of times. The weird thing is, usually it's a team brings him in, they win a Super Bowl with him, and yet somehow they're still like, no, not anymore. We're uh, going to ship this guy out of here. Well, they, like, I don't, uh, has anybody ever been such a key to coming and winning a Super Bowl, but then also been shipped out he, he by that very same team? He never won one. Oh, he, he just was, went to that. Oh, I thought he won one with the Patriots. No, they lost, oh, they to lost the that one. Okay. Somebody so brought this. So he's enough to get to and then ejected from them. Somebody okay. brought this to my attention yesterday, and I looked it up, and they were absolutely right because I tweeted about this. Every team that has traded Brandon Cooks has done better the following season after getting rid of so him. So he helps get them to that Super Bowl caliber status, and then they eject him, and then they win it. Well, not even that. Like in New Orleans, they were seven and nine. Well, yeah, yeah, but no, but once they trade for him, yeah. I'm saying. Here are the four places Brandon Cooks got traded. New Orleans was seven and nine in Cooks last year. They trade him. The right. next year they're eleven and five. Okay, gotcha. New England trades for him. They lose the Super Bowl. The next year they win the Super Bowl yeah. against Brandon Cooks right. and the Rams. The Rams were nine and seven when they tr- when they traded him to the Texans. They trade him, and the next year they go ten and six and they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Texans were three thirteen and one. They trade Brandon Cooks, and now they're on to the divisional so round. Maybe, of the maybe that's the Cowboys' plan, though. Maybe they the would Cowboys be better plan. off trading Brandon. Right? Cooks. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like you brought him in, yeah. and now they'll trade him off, and then they'll, and then they can maybe reach the promised land, which Super for Bowl. them is to go to a no, go to a conference championship. That's right. That's what they haven't done since they last won a Super Bowl. Yeah. If you could just get to a conference championship, that would be nice. Dude, I was jotting down names. I'm like, yeah, Deshaun Watson's not playing anymore. Zach Cunningham's not pl- all like all the people that I feel wrong the Texans in some way. Yeah. Randall Cobb, the Kamu uh, Gruger Hill. Oh yeah, he's on the Panthers, so I'm kind of picking on him a little bit. But all the ones who like didn't want to be here anymore. Oh, this is a Randall Cobb said it was out of here. Randall Cobb said it was a prison. Like he got out of prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I don't think I'm being petty at all. You got out of prison so you could be Aaron Rodgers' bitch in life (laughs) instead of like. Exactly. Hi, Aaron. Can you get me a job, please? <laughs> I would like a job with the Jets, please, too. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers' buddies are all still on the team next year? Oh, for sure. Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard and all those guys? Yeah. He'll have his, oh. I, bet the whole, I bet the whole athletic training staff's going to be replaced by some homeopathic doctors <laughs> and some, some shaman. A shaman a of some shaman. But it's going to be like a shaman named Bob yeah. from Toronto. It's not even going to be a good – it's not even going to be a real shaman. It's going to be some dude that took a, like an online class, and now Bob is uh, Bob knows the secrets to the universe. Yeah. Uh, text message, usually the songs you all play are horrible, but that one was incredible. We don't – Seth and I don't play a lot of songs on the show. Yeah. Don't, you're, you're conflating us maybe with, with – a Figgy, do you guys – play a lot of music on in the loop not really yeah i think they're not just really. conflating us with other stations maybe i don't feel like a, with, Do i don't think like we were mega it was like <laughs> probably so mega has the worst they usually, play the worst country music usually i hate in the, the songs you all play like when you play bieber but that one was really good every time i tune into mega to get listen to some good old school country they continually disappoint me it's always in spanish yeah yeah <laughs> Everybody, we have on this studio, we have very thick doors heading into the studio, you know, yeah. like thick, heavy doors to keep the sound out. But when you walk past Mega, uh, it, you can hear the party coming out through the, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool environment. Absolutely. And then I look in 
I look in like I'm looking in at a, like the, the party that I'm not invited to. Yeah. yeah. I walked in one day. I'm like, what's so funny? Yeah. I want to know what's yeah. so funny. Do you speak Spanish, Figgy, by any chance? I do not. I don't either. I wish I did. I feel like I would fit in oh, more. Oh, yeah, yeah, I walk around. Hello, yeah. fellas. <laughs> yes. Hi, Cindy. What yes. are you? Uh... Buenos dias, amigos. <laughs> yes. um, Cindy, do you know how to foxtrot? <laughs> That's foxtrot. All right. Um, the Texans are big underdogs in Baltimore on Saturday. Are they being disrespected? Uh... And if you're worried about the weather, I think our head coach is going to put your mind at ease. We'll have that for you next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.